All right, welcome everybody to the Crush Cast. Today we've got Lauren Lowe. He is an extremely consistent and strong producer. Also, on more than one occasion, a top 10 district manager, and he just became appointed an SVP in PAC Northwest. This is being recorded Friday, January 22nd, 2021. So we're 10 months in to COVID. So Lauren, first off, congratulations on your appointment as an SVP. Thank you. Appreciate it. How does that feel? Um, it feels good. I uh, started management in 2015. And uh, when I came in, my manager said, you know, a, a good manager hires four people in a year. So I was just excited to potentially be able to hire four in a year. And five years later, it, it looks quite, quite different. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was very cool to, to get promoted from uh, just really starting out with a few people on my team to actually be able to build up a pretty big organization. So it feels really good. Last year, as I understand it, you brought in and developed eight advisors. You developed another district manager that brought in another two. So you're right. I mean, bringing in 10 new advisors, launching 10 careers. And I think about that during COVID-19, like how did you do that? All the offices are closed. Everything that we all went through, what kind of adjustments did you make? Uh, good question. So the first couple months, you know, business as usual, um, and then March came around and, and, you know, traditionally I've always been a TSM focused in schools. And uh, when March occurred, we thought, oh, it'll be a couple weeks, you know, no big deal. And then a couple weeks, uh, you know, quickly, we're not going to be a couple weeks. So um, we had to pivot. And in all honesty, April and May were probably our two most challenging months that, that we've had in a very long time. And we being everyone, so people that I had just brought on, people that were C and D class, myself, it was it was a whole new world that we were entering. But it was also a silver lining because a lot of people were looking for a career change. And until mm -hmm. COVID, most of my hires every year were relatively fresh out of college. Um, I would say within 12 months of graduating every year were you know eight out of my nine hires. With COVID, it was a different landscape. Um, I was interviewing a lot more people that had already had a career that were maybe forced to re-look re at different options or just reevaluate what they wanted to do with the rest of their lives. So in April, May, and June, I brought in um, a great group of new people, um, a very diverse group of people with all different types of backgrounds, all different ages. And the benefit of that is we all kind of started fresh together. And none of that group knew what it was like to go into schools. Yeah. You know, thinking about what used to be, they only knew what was then and there. So um, it was actually great. It was a very good pivot. Um, if we were having this conversation in March, April, or May, I would have a very different attitude. Um, but by the time summer rolled around, I was feeling really good. And so was the team because there were so many different ways for us to set meetings that we had never touched on before. And we were so much more efficient because we weren't spending hours of our day in the car, right? Um, so it was a, a big win in, in the end, albeit there was a 90-day stretch that was pretty challenging. Yeah, that required some agility. On all of our master's class calls last year, the, the number of questions that would come in from new advisors saying, what's your guidance on prospecting? Our established advisors called their existing advisors. So now, you're a TSM, you're managing advisors in the schools, the schools are closed and you have brand new advisors coming in. I can't think of a bigger challenge. 
What did they do? How did your brand new advisors with no experience in the business prospect last year? Yeah. So what's interesting, um, if you listen to my interview a year ago, in my interview process, my entire interview process is geared around we don't cold call and we don't market to our natural market until we're somewhat established. That was in my interview. Yeah. My interview, it's literally a 180 from that, right? So hmm. what what did we do? We we did everything. So we we really um, started doing a lot more CRMs. That's something that we hadn't done much of in the past. Um, cold calling went from being uh, a dirty word to, okay, I'll try it to, okay, this is what we do every day. Um, it's not what we do all day, but it's something that we, we definitely do every day. Um, the, the way we looked at our natural market completely shifted. Um, and now that's a huge component of what we do. And it, it's not just about calling mom and dad. It's about really understanding the markets that the people we already know have. Um, LinkedIn was also involved to some degree. And then just being a lot more tight with, with introductions and referrals, knowing that we can't just go walk into somebody's classroom and introduce ourselves. So the RBG is still a big part of it, but we've you know gone to traditional emails. Um, but just like with anything, things get taken away. So we found you know emailing is great and it's easy, but it, gets, it can get taken away. And it doesn't take that much skill to email someone. So a big emphasis and focus with this new group was let's leverage our skill sets which you do that by talking to people. And yeah, you can't talk to them face to face, but there's still a lot of ways to talk to people. So um, with most of my hires this year, uh, the RBG was, was involved, but it was not the, 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 the cream of what we did. That's quite a pivot. So big shift from work site, face to face, walking down the halls to calls. What did you find out when you were calling on clients? So you're calling somebody, it's cold, you got a brand new advisor. And you're pitching what? Were you pitching a call? Were you pitching a Zoom? What was the approach? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm mind blown it works, to be honest, but it works. Um, so, you know, we'll call, what, what we've been doing and what we've been doing pretty much the entire time is we call zip codes. So we'll call, you know, South Seattle, for example. And, uh, you know, the advisor reaches out and says, hey, I'm a local advisor serving the South Seattle area. I know the past couple months have been pretty crazy for most people. Have you had a chance to just reevaluate your financial situation? Um, and really what we were pivoting for was let's take 10 or 15 minutes next week. We'll do another call. Um, we'll do it over a share screen so you can see our face and let's just see if there's anywhere that we can add value. Um, and, and I'm sure people that have been cold calling already knew this, but I did not know this, but CEOs, you know, high net worth individuals, are very receptive to it. Um, where I'm used to walking into school and having, you know, the second grade teacher <laughs> kick me out of her yeah. class. It was a huge shift of, of what's feasible and possible. And, and I kind of look back and I'm um, somewhat discouraged. I'm like, darn, it's too bad. It took COVID for me to start doing this, right? But uh, that, that's what we've been doing. Desperate times, desperate measures. And if yeah. it wasn't for that massive shift in the marketplace, RBG clearly is an incredibly effective worksite model. So going forward, no one knows what's in store this year. Ideally, knock on wood, vaccines effective, people are back in the workplace. But what's your mindset going into 2021 in terms of prospecting, client acquisition, and developing your advisors' careers? Yeah, prospecting, I'm even more excited because obviously we'll be able to keep doing what we've been doing. 
but I'm hopeful that by maybe the summertime, we can start to integrate some more face-to-face -face as well. So just adding more, more you know, things that we can do. So from a prospecting standpoint, I only see it getting better. Um, additionally, I see our schedule staying pretty efficient because before COVID, I had so many clients that, that didn't want to do anything virtually, right? Come to my house. I want to meet you face-to-face. -face. So we drive an hour and a half to run an open, right? Yeah. Now, I, I, because everyone's used to doing this, I see us being able to run open still virtually. So just keeping ourselves efficient is going to be huge. So prospecting, I'm feeling, feeling great. Um, in terms of production and development, it, it's interesting. Again, it's just kind of my a paradigm shift. Validation, right? Everyone knows about validation. And, you know, you've got someone that needs 5,000 PCs and, and 15 clients in the next month. And, ooh, this is going to be tough. Now myself, and I would, I would make a strong argument that most people on my team, even if they're facing a 10,000 PC validation, they don't actually think they're out until the, the day after validation, right? Because, yeah. you know, one phone call away from, from making something happen. So production wise is great. It, it's a pretty good story. Um, I, this year I had the most PCs for an A class that I've ever had for an individual and then I also had the most PCs in pre-contract ever for an individual. And both of those individuals, two different people, um, did it through cold calling. So it's, it's a great testament because now it makes every new person believe, hey, that can be me. Yeah. It's not just one, it's a couple. Yeah. I mean, like all of these professional success, it's, it's amazing that with all of these challenges, you had all of these breakthroughs, so many fundamental improvements in your process, in your outcomes and your thinking in terms of expanding your business. How about personally? I wonder if there's anything that you realized personally where you had a breakthrough that you might not have had if it wasn't for this challenge with COVID. Yeah, um, and I think breakthroughs are everywhere if you just keep kind of pushing through, right? If you don't get a breakthrough unless you keep pushing through. So for me, that's a good question. Um, I think one is what's capable in a day and I'm not saying that just to say it, but before COVID, you know, a good day for me was maybe running five meetings um, and, and I did everything face-to-face, -face, right? By this past September, I was doing 10, 12, 13 meetings a day. And at first I was like, man, this is crazy, right? But then by October and November, it's, that's the new baseline. That's the new, what you're capable of. So I think one breakthrough is just re- not, maybe not putting a lid on what you're capable of. And I'm not meaning that from a metric standpoint, even just a tolerance standpoint. Mm. Uh, the second breakthrough I would say is just being much more comfortable on the phone. Seven years, I've been doing this eight years now, up until COVID, I've never liked the phone. I would email my clients or I'd see them face to face. I would rarely call them. And now my, my phone dies by 7 p.m. because I'm on it all day long. So that's a second breakthrough. Um, and then the third, I, I would say, as it relates to the team, just to see all different types of people on my team now, because truly before COVID, most of the people on my team were in their mid twenties. Now we've got a pretty wide range of, of age and backgrounds that it doesn't really matter where people are coming from. Everyone has the ability to really kind of make the most out of this career, which I didn't necessarily believe before COVID. Breakthroughs are everywhere. That is such a great soundbite and something you definitely demonstrated last year, both personally and professionally. Congratulations on your promotion and let's keep it rolling, Lauren.